name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. And I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability. This is Limping on Cloud Nine. Yes, it is. Thank you, everyone, for joining episode number 22. We're getting up there, Jonathan. Yeah, definitely. Our episodes are old enough to drink now. Yeah, I know. Of course, I, I think we both wish we still were 22. <laughs> but anyway, today I wanted to talk about a remarkable story that I experienced back in the early to mid-90s mm. about a young man named Michael Ramsey. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to remind people about Toys Accessible. Jonathan, you describe it way better than I do. Can you jump in yeah, and, yeah. and tell people what so it is? So toysaccessible.com is your one-stop shop for finding all types of toys for kids with disabilities, whether it be autism, blind, deaf, learning disabilities. I mean, there there's all kinds of awesome toys on there. And uh, it, it's amazing that um, people are actually taking, you know, disabilities into consideration when creating these toys because I'm sure – you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, stuff like this, it, it just didn't exist. You know, you're right. You know, when I was a kid, I remember looking at a toy, being at the toy store, and looking at toys, and there's two things that I did. One, I looked at the toy that I wanted. And then two, I tried to see if I could actually play it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I want that toy, but you can't really, you know, if it's like an alien gun or something, you can't really shoot with both hands, Ahmad. So right, you can't right. play with that one. Yeah. So it, it was a process of elimination between what I could actually play with and what I wanted. It's cool that today toy makers are considering those of us that have limitations. Yeah, no, it's, it's really cool to see. So I, that's why I love the website because it's, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a one-stop shop where you're just aggregating all these various different kinds of toys and hopefully meeting the needs of all types of disabilities on one site. Absolutely. So everyone, check out toysaccessible.com. All right, now let's talk about this. I'll tell you what. One thing that I've done for the last 25 years or so, Jonathan, mm. is I've been a public speaker. And I, it's funny that my manager, Steve Gardner, he's like, why don't you ever tell people that you speak publicly? <laughs> So, people, I speak publicly. There you go. My public speaking over the years has been at universities, corporations, grade schools, film festivals, and private institutions. Mm. But one story, Jonathan, that always keeps coming back, and you know what's funny is when I talk about it, people are like, tell me that story about Michael Ramsey again. Mm. Right? Mm. So when you and I were discussing what to talk about on this podcast, I thought, you know, we should really discuss the Michael Ramsey story. Definitely. So can I dive into that? Uh, yeah, let's go for it. All right. Circa 1993, back when I didn't have a brown spot in my head and I had more hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was a graduate film student at UCLA in the uh, producer's program, which I love dearly. My colleague and dear friend, Eddie Newworth, who was also a graduate film student at the time, came to me with a newspaper article in his hand back when newspapers were actually printed. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, what are these newspapers you speak of? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. My daughter, my little girl's like, Daddy, what is a newspaper? <laughs> so, so anyway, Eddie Newworth came to me while we were students at UCLA, and he said, hey, man, aren't you from Kansas City? And I'm like, yes, I am, and I would love to take you anytime you want to go because it's a great town. And he goes, no, man, 
I just read this story in the paper about a young boy named Michael Ramsey. We should go to Kansas City and try to acquire his life rights to turn it into a TV show or, or a movie. Mm. So let me tell you about Michael. Mm. Michael Ramsey was 16 years old in the, I think, in 93. Okay. What he did is he saved three affluent people from their burning home. He saved a 83-year-old woman, her 67-year-old brother, and his mentally challenged daughter. No kidding. Wow. And, and here's the thing. At the time, Michael was homeless. Wow. No kidding. So a homeless teenager saved three affluent people from their house that was burning down. Mm. Now... Michael did not come from a great background. Uh, I, I don't want to, I, I don't quite remember the exact details, but his family life was not great. Yeah. Let's just leave that. I, right? well, I, I can imagine it wasn't if he was homeless at the age of 16. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So here's what happened. Eddie calls Kansas City, tries to find out who is the parent guardian of this kid because we're interested in flying there discussing, you know, acquiring the life rights to make the movie. Yeah. You will never, ever, ever guess who his parent guardians were. In a billion years, you won't guess. I have have no idea. Check it out. He didn't have a guardian, you know, hence him being homeless. Yeah. So the insurance, insurance agent from State Farm that represented the house that was burning, became his guardian. No kidding. It's not the coolest thing in the world. So it was after, it was after he rescued those people that yes. that agent was like, hey, you need some help, kid. Yeah, absolutely. And wow. I, want to give a, I, want, I want to give a plug to the agent. Her name is Etta McKenzie. She's with State Farm in Kansas City. So wow. if you guys are listening... Uh, and you need insurance from State Farm in Kansas City, I highly recommend Etta McKenzie, E-T-T-A McKenzie. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So Etta was the lead agent, and then there's a junior agent named Kevin Hooks, Mm. right? Kevin, and both Etta and Kevin were State Farm agents at the time. Kevin currently, I've kept in touch with him. I believe he is still the CEO of the Urban League in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. So this is 20 some odd years later. Yeah. Things have done really well for Etta and Kevin, right? So me and Eddie Newworth fly to Kansas City. We meet with Etta and Kevin. And, you know, they're kind of jaded because we I had long hair. I had my bad mullet at the time, <laughs> right? There's no such and, thing as a bad mullet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, funny, actually, there's no such thing as a good mullet. <laughs> So we fly to Kansas City, and I'm really excited about learning about this kid's life and trying to acquire his life rights. They obviously were quite guarded because they didn't want to just sign off a contract on two random kids in their 20s that were in film school, right? Yeah. So we had to go a couple of times. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. You'll never guess what happened next, right? Uh, Yeah, I have no idea. so here's what happened, Jonathan. After saving these ki- after saving this family from the fire, Michael was awarded 
1993 Young American Medal of Bravery from the Department of Justice. Oh, wow. Right? Man. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Right? But as all things in life, here comes a curveball. After he was told by the Department of Justice he was getting the award, Mm. Michael was arrested for misdemeanor marijuana possession. Oh, man. And and the Department of Justice took away the medal. Oh, man. And for people that are young that don't remember the time when President Clinton, President Bill Clinton, right? Yeah. The first, the first Clinton. When, when he was president, Bill Clinton admitted to inhaling marijuana. And it was around the same time. Yeah, yeah. So there was a huge uproar in Kansas City saying, look, our president is admit sucking on a marijuana joint and inhaling. Yeah. Right? You can't take this medal away from this teenager who saved these lives. Right, right. So eventually he got the medal back. Okay. We came into the picture when he was in the process of getting his medal back. Right? Okay, okay. So Eddie and I did get the rights to the movie with one very big condition in our contract. Mm. They said... Look, he's a 16-year-old African-American youth who's trying to get his life together, who hasn't had a great past. If you guys really want to make this movie or TV series, you have to promise us in writing that you will only make a positive story. Okay. Right? Yeah. That was our journey, to make a positive story. We got the rights. We came back to Los Angeles. We started pitching it. And you know what, Jonathan? Nobody. Nobody wanted to make a positive story. No kidding. Right? Nobody. So we were kind of stuck dead in the water. But then what happened next, again, just blows me away. Do you remember the Montel Williams show? Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah, I did too. I did too. <laughs> so Kevin Hooks, and just remind people, Kevin was the younger State Farm agent. Yeah. Right? That became like the big brother of, of Michael. Sure, yeah. Kevin Hooks got Michael Ramsey on the Montel Williams show. Oh, that's cool. So Michael had dropped out of high school, so he never finished high school. And when Kevin Hooks got him on the Montel Williams show, the show was about Montel Williams uh, making dreams come true for deserving young youth. On the show, Montel says, so Michael, we hear you didn't finish high school. And Michael being young and proud, he's like, no, 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 you got your stuff wrong. I did finish, mm. right? Mm. And Montel's like, and the whole crowd starts clapping, right? Yeah, Michael, Michael, you finished high school. And then Montel's like, I, that's great. But my friend, you can be honest with us. I don't think you finished, right? Just admit to us, we're all family here. You didn't finish high school, did you, Michael? And he's like, your producers are wrong, Montel. And the crowd started, like, clapping and raising up in their seats, right? Yeah. He was making the show look like they didn't know what they were talking about. Right, right? yeah, yeah. He's making them look stupid, yeah. Making them look stupid on air. And so, long story short, he never admitted that he hadn't finished high school. And that, you know, uh, opportunity to finish high school with a tutor fully paid and the opportunity to have one or two years of junior college fully paid for the Montel Williams show yeah. went completely away because he wouldn't admit where he was in life. Man. Right? Mm. And then 
<laughs> I know. I can hear you getting sad, right? Yeah, yeah. If that wasn't the worst thing I've said so far, <laughs> this is. You know what happened next? Uh, pro- probably nothing good. It's seen this, this, that, that point in his life seems one of those kind of crossroads where it's like, you, you make the good choice and you go down this path, or you make the bad choice and you go down this path. And I have a feeling he, he's going down the bad path. Yeah, and you know, I met Michael twice as a young... I don't know what he's like today. He's probably in his mid-30s. Yeah. But he was a good kid to me. To me, he was great. Yeah. Right? So I have no issues with him at all. Here's what happened. A couple of months later, Kevin Hooks calls me and says, did you hear what happened to Michael? And I'm like, I didn't. What happened? And apparently, he was with his friend. His friend was cashing a check. Mm. And then Michael pulls a gun and robs his friend. Oh, man. Right? Wow. And so, Jonathan, for $342, Michael got nine years in prison. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. So, in a matter of a couple of years, he went from a recipient of the 1993 Young American Medal for Bravery from the Department of Justice to serving nine years in prison. Wow. Man. Yeah. And, and, you know, even if he, you know, kind of back to that Montel show, if he would have just swallowed his pride and, and just been like, yeah, you know what? I, I didn't graduate high school. You know, like, I do need your help. Like, it could have been totally different for him. Yeah, and, and you know, two episodes ago, we talked about the uh, meeting the OG at the Roscoe Chicken and Waffles. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you had pointed this out to me. I'd never connected the two when we talked about it. This story is the exact opposite of meeting the OG. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's 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 really crazy. But we all have crossroads, right? Totally. We, we all have crossroads. We all have things that we regret. We all have things that we wish we didn't do. But I just wanted to share Michael's story because all of us have crossroads. Totally. As a person, as a person. At heart, he was a good kid. He really was a good kid. But, you know, environment changes things, situations change things. Yeah. So, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if you listeners out there are, are at a crossroads and you're wondering what to do, trust me, <laughs> take the hard road that may take longer but will serve you better in the future because it will serve you better in the future. Absolutely. And, and I think maybe being aware that you're at the crossroad, I mean, sometimes you, you can realize you are, sometimes you don't. But if you are realizing you're at a crossroad, you know, think hard about making that right decision. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's where I am. This one was kind of short, but I just wanted to really get that one out and yeah. to remind, remind people that life is never easy. It is never easy, but it can be super fun, which is why we're doing this podcast. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, oh, and I want to thank those on Stitcher Radio that are starting to leave us messages on Stitcher. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really appreciate it. And on that note, I wanted to wish everybody well. Jonathan, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on Stitcher, like Hamad was saying. Please leave us a review. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. iTunes, Google Play, you know, you can uh, just copy the feed into your favorite or uh 
podcatcher. You can find us anywhere and everywhere, hopefully. Uh, we are on Twitter. We've got on Facebook. You're limping on Cloud9 with the number 9. So you can find us there if you want to start following us on Twitter or Facebook. Like us on Facebook. And again, we all thank you for downloading and listening, leaving comments. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. And Hamad, how can they uh, get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? If they want to reach out to me, they oh, well, actually, if they want to reach out to either one of us, they can email us at info at limpingoncloud9.com, mm. and that is nine the number. And also, I wanted to tell people, you can actually get these episodes on limpingoncloud9.com. Yep. And if you go there, I always have one or two photographs, and we always attach one or two fun videos as well. So, again, that is limpingoncloud9.com. Yes, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading, and we'll talk to you next episode. See ya!